Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Episode 70, Background Checks Part 3. You know, when I chose this topic, I didn't expect it to take three episodes. So even when you think you know a topic inside and out, you might be surprised at what you find when you start digging a little deeper. Now, so far in the last two episodes, we learned what background checks are and why you should and why you might not want to include them in your hiring process. We learned about the different types of background checks and what the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission thinks about them. And we'll wrap up the topic today by learning about the Ban the Box movement, a discrimination lawsuit resulting from a blanket policy, how the EEOC convinced a background check company to change their policies and practices to make their background checks compliant, and how to be compliant. Let's rock this. So what is ban the box? Well, it's basically a way of saying that it's illegal to ask an applicant about their criminal history at the point of application, the actual application for employment, be that a piece of paper or digital. You can't ask the question, do you have a criminal record? President Obama signed ban the box legislation saying that any employer who provides services to the federal government can't ask applicants about their criminal record. In other words, you have to remove the box or the question from your application. You can't ask it at that point. 24 states and several cities and counties have adopted ban the box laws for private employers. That's you and me. The National Employment Law Project says over 100 jurisdictions have some form of ban the box. In some cities, it's just one aspect of a broader law called the Fair Chance Act. Places like San Francisco, Seattle, D.C., New York City, and Philadelphia are passing fair chance hiring laws where ban the box, again, is just one aspect. Generally, ban the box laws make it so that you can't ask about a criminal record or do background checks until after an offer of employment has been made. Now, the New York City law bans job ads that say things like no felonies or must-pass background check. It bans any question about criminal history on job applications. It bans any question about criminal history during job interviews. It prevents you from doing a background check until after a conditional job offer has been made. And if you rescind the job offer because of the background check results, then you have to explain why in writing. So you've decided to use background checks anyway. Not a bad decision. BMW does background checks. Oh, but wait a minute. They ended up having to pay $1.6 million to settle a discrimination lawsuit and two other pending charges having to do with their criminal conviction records guidelines. The EEOC alleged that BMW excluded African-American workers from employment at a disproportionate rate. Now remember in the past episode... I told you about the incarceration rates and how more African-American males are in prison versus other minorities and white males. The problem for BMW surfaced when they hired a new logistics contractor to manage their employees, and that contractor came in 
and went ahead and applied BMW's criminal conviction record guidelines to current employees and let a bunch of them go, presumably because they had something on their record. I guess the previous contractor either didn't do the background checks or they didn't apply the the rule once they did. So now, in addition to the $1.6 million penalty, BMW has to offer re-employment to the discharged workers and new jobs to 90 African-American applicants who weren't hired based on their previous conviction record guidelines. BMW also has to provide training on criminal history screening in a manner that's consistent with Title VII of the Civil Rights Act, and they have to agree to reporting and monitoring requirements for the term of the consent decree. Now, it isn't just background check users that can get in trouble. The EEOC went after the Cole Group, insisting that they revise their policies and practices to be sure that their pre-employment screenings comply with the American with Disabilities Act of 1990, the Genetic Non-Discrimination Act of 2008, and the anti-retaliation provisions of the federal civil rights laws. So how do you avoid discrimination? Well, it depends on your situation. Now, the way I see it, there's three sets of rules. Private employers in non-ban-the-box jurisdictions, private employers in ban-the-box jurisdictions, and private employers with federal government contracts. But I'm just going to explain the most restrictive rule set, which is private employers with federal contracts. Put a policy in place to determine what positions you'll screen and what you'll check for. In other words, what type of background check will you conduct? Don't adopt a blanket policy that denies employment to anyone with a criminal or arrest record. The policy should outline a process for performing an individualized assessment and one that complies with the uniform guidelines on employee selection procedures that we talked about in the last episode. You should choose a vendor like the Cole Group who's compliant with all applicable laws. Now, you know the Cole Group is compliant because they were essentially audited by the EEOC. Then decide how to enforce your policy. And when you advertise your position, don't use phrases like no criminal background, have no criminal history, clean criminal background, no felons, or no arrest records. And make sure your application doesn't ask any form of the question, do you have a criminal history? Let your applicant know that a background check is going to be done, but not until after you've determined if the applicant meets the minimum qualifications for the job. Get written permission to conduct the background check. Conduct the background check only after you make the offer of employment. Now, if they don't pass and you decide not to hire them after all, you have to give them written notice explaining why and include the name of the reporting agency you use to conduct the background check and notice of their right to a free copy of the report. And finally, treat everyone the same. That's the key point. Now, if you don't want to, or if you just can't, or you find it too overwhelming, then just don't do background checks. If you screw up, you might get sued and have penalties, actual damages, punitive damages, and attorney's fees to pay. Well, there you have it. But remember, if you have any employer-related questions, don't hesitate to ask. Just go to my website at smallbizbrainiac.com, scroll down to the Got Questions section, and fire away. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. 
Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac. 